Hey, Prime members, you can listen to That Spooky early and ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the app today. You're listening to a Morbid Network podcast. Whether you hydrate to live or live to hydrate, Liquid IV quenches your thirst faster than water alone. With three times the electrolytes of the leading sports drink, plus eight vitamins and nutrients for everyday wellness, all in a single sugar-free stick. Liquid IV is perfect for daily use before a workout, when you feel run down, after a long night out, or on long flights. Basically, anytime you need a pick-me-up, however you hydrate. Grab your Liquid IV Hydration Multiplier Sugar-Free in bulk nationwide at Costco. Or get 20% off your first order when you go to liquidiv.com and use code WONDERY at checkout. That's 20% off your first order when you shop Better Hydration today using promo code WONDERY at liquidiv.com. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Sharonas, welcome to Spooky Gate Bullshit. I'm Johnny. I'm Tyler. And this is our weekly hangout where we go over all of the best of the world of does that make sense? All of the best of the world of the greatest hits of the spooky, the gay, and the absolute bullshit. And the such as. And the such as US Americans. Welcome. Yeah. So this is where we go over all of the spooky gay bullshit that we didn't have time to cover in the main show. Yeah, huh, honey, because there is a lot of spooky gay bullshit out there in the whole wide world. Yes, there is. Laganja Estranja. <laughs> and if you are joining us for the first time, this isn't the main shindig. You can check out the regularly numbered episodes for that. But anything with SGB in it means that it's spooky gay bullshit. Yeah, and spooky gay bullshit comes out on Friday because Friday is what? Uh, the beginning of the weekend. Um, well, I was going to say Rojo Caliente. That was the answer I was looking oh, for. Oh, thank you. Yes, it is Rojo Caliente. Uh-huh. Thank you, Tyler. <laughs> I almost forgot myself there. Yeah. I really changed. You did. You changed a lot in the last yeah. two minutes. I used to be all about the music. Yeah. Uh-huh. All right. Well, speaking of being all about the music, happy to report that we went to go see Feist again tonight uh-huh. and I didn't pass out. No, you didn't. No. No. Yeah. It, it was quite enjoyable. We sat on the opposites side uh-huh. and yeah I, I wish that it was playing again next week i'd go again dang it and then we'd go again and then before you know it we'd be going forever 100 ever mm-hmm. and ever and then we might be working the merch booth who knows yeah or yeah. it might be just those creepy little twins in the hallway haunting the concert shows yeah 100 haunting feist with our fandom <laughs> i just called it concert shows that's okay did you enjoy your concert show tonight there sunny yes thank you for the <laughs> concert show we really deeply truly appreciate I'd it i go to the concert 
concert show, but I'd have to buy an extra seat for my ear horn. Oh, no, I don't know about that. I may as well just stay at home and listen to my Victrola. Exactly. Mm-hmm. All yeah. right. Well, uh, <laughs> speaking of which, do you just want to get into it? Because uh-huh. we have a boatloads of spooky gay bullshit to talk about today. We do. And first of all, we've got to talk about the gay stuff. So that means that we have to talk about Drag Race UK season, uh, what is it, season three by now? By now. Episode six? Something like that. Um, and as per usual, if you don't give a fuck about Drag Race UK, that's totally fine. You're about to find out that we are <laughs> not giving a fuck about it as well right now. Yeah. But uh, feel free to like skip ahead two minutes because it will all be over soon. Yeah. Now, with that being said, let's get into it. Let's get into it. So, Drag Race UK Season 3 Episode 6 just happened. It was the Snatch Game. Do yep. you have high points? Do you have low points? Would you like to share them? I mean, my high point was um, the anticipation of of seeing a, resur- or a revival yes. of Gemma Collins on Snatch Game. But mm-hmm. then that was quickly uh, shattered when I actually saw Gemma Collins on Snatch Game. You weren't loving it? No. Okay. No, 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 no. Okay, well, I mean, I didn't dislike it as much. I think it was more serviceable of a Gemma Collins than Cheryl Holes. I mean, it's, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I love Cheryl Hole, but, you know, it, you know, I will say Katie Scott Claus got all the Gemma Collins moments. Yeah, she did a better job, but ultimately it's still... It, listen... That's like, mm, listen, it just wasn't Look, it for me. I will tell you right now, Tyler, like, I'm not live laughing and loving for it either. But at the end of the day, I will say that Kitty Scott Claus's Gemma Collins in the Snatch Game was more animated than Gemma Collins in the Snatch Game last year. <laughs> no shade to our diva. That is very So true. with that being said, you know, okay. I'm willing to give it, I'm willing to give it my high point of the week. Sure. Yeah. Okay. Now, low points. Let's, and I look, I don't want to dive off of a, a, a hot air balloon here, but like, let's, what, where did that metaphor come from? You know what? I don't know. I don't know. Let's roll with it. Yeah. Because uh, <laughs> Teresa's gone. I know. Okay. Yeah. And like y'all knew the spoiler was coming. So don't get mad if you're like, I didn't watch the episode yet. But yeah, my baby, my baby is gone. Yeah. But not only that, so is River Medway because for some perplexing reason, yeah. they decided to do a double sachet this week. And I will agree that lip sync wasn't good. But here's the tea. Who the fuck wants to lip sync to shout by lulu for real no one that's the tea. no one we enjoy the camp of lulu in fact lulu was a lovely guest judge this week yeah yeah no i'm into it but, but at listen. the end of the day oh sorry i will listen yeah that song shout by lulu is the song you play at a fucking sock op so that the kids that have fucking like sugar strings yeah. sticking out of their mouth can just jump around yeah and then so that somebody can then steal the hat of a kid and then run around and then they just yeah run around because <laughs> they're like what's the most childlike version of shout possible like hmm, maybe the lulu version <laughs> it's true listen no it's fine it sounds like she sings it from the good ship lollipop i hear you there so seeing two drag queens going at it doing it just wasn't really it for me it wasn't really and it for me and i don't think it was their fault yeah and ultimately i we lost two queens we loved mm-hmm. and i find the top queens confusing i won't lie it is the Boringest, yes, I said boringest. Oh, 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 oh shot. Boringest okay. final five I have ever seen in the history of Drag Race. In fact, how dare the you? The only good thing about the double elimination this week is the fact that this stupid fucking season is going to be over soon. How dare you? I said it. No. I'm sorry. I no, am no, no, Drag no, no, no. Race fatigued. So if you're not giving me no. the Drag Race at its absolute best at this point after shoving Drag Race down my throat mm-hmm. for the last 10 months, then you could just. Put it over there. Okay. I don't want it. And furthermore, Queens of the Universe, a drag race singing competition. 
everybody was really excited oh. for Queens of the Universe because people were like, oh my God, we're going to get all the international queens coming together for a competition. That's yet to be confirmed or denied. But the point is, it's a fucking singing competition. And oh, wow. that is like my worst nightmare yeah that is like the singing episode just over and over and over again oh i hear you there there's nothing worse than watching people sing especially from like close proximity unless it's like a f you know feist for example <laughs> but uh yeah, yeah no i 100 percent hear you yeah. um and that's it i don't mean to sound ungrateful because no. i'm not taking for granted the fact that there's a very popular queer show on television and it's getting a lot of you know fucking uh what what do we want to call it exposure exposure yeah sure but you know what? A stinker is a stinker, and uh, Drag Race UK season three is a bit of a stinker. Okay, but you know what I'm going to say at the end of the day, Tyler? How fucking dare you say that this is the most boring top group of queens we've ever had? How, like, don't you dare take that from Drag Race Down Under season one. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. That's the thing. You need to let them have that. Yeah. Thank can, you very much. They can have much. that. In fact, I forgot all about that. Yeah. So, okay. Thank you, All Tyler. Right. I'm sorry, Drag Race season uh, UK season three. You're the second most boringest top uh, queens. Yeah. Anyway, um, I would yeah, I would just say that my low point is that my baby Teresa is gone. That's fair. And uh, I also completely acknowledge and will validate your opinion, Tyler. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, yeah, Johnny's not feeling quite as fiery as me. No, I'm I'm feeling fiery. I'm you know what I'm enjoying Drag Race Canada season two a lot more than I'm enjoying Drag Race UK season three. Now it's funny because last year Drag Race UK season two that is in my opinion one of the most rewatchable seasons of Drag Race of all time. time. Absolutely. Um, and I wasn't exactly living for Canada. Canada season one, but Canada season two is serving it. Uh huh. So far, it's yeah. very entertaining. So the entertainment value is there. But ultimately, Dragula is the hands down winner. Now, with that yeah. being said, we have gone way past two minutes, but that is fine because okay. you know what? We got fire from you, Tyler. We got passion from you, and I love that. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> mm -hmm. Okay, this is this is what we're here for. Okay. okay. Now, um, do you just want to move into the rest of this then? Oh yeah, right. Because we have other things to talk about. One hundred percent. Yeah. Yeah. No, this isn't going to be a seven minute podcast called. Tyler talks drag race. Oh, I thought it was going to be a sixty-minute podcast called Tyler Call. No, 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 no. no. We, <laughs> okay, we can't handle that today. All um, right. So, do you want to get into it? You're going first, right? I am going first. Beautiful. And this is a piece of spooky gay bullshit that was emailed to us by Megan. So, awa awa to Megan. Oh, several many awa awas to Megan. Uh huh. Wait, wait, Megan with no H, right? That's right. Yes. M e g a n. Oh, Thank you so much. Yeah, you're welcome. Um, and, and this is actually a really interesting story. I mean, it's a tragic story because someone had died. And, and unfortunately, I didn't know who this person was until they died. Okay. Until Megan shared this article with us. But it is all about an artist named Julie Green. Do you know her? No. Yeah. I have never heard of her either. But Julie Green has been dipping it and doing it for a good long time. She is the artist most well-known for painting uh, the last meals of death row inmates on hundreds of plates over oh, several decades. And the unfortunate thing is she did die this month on October 12th, 2021 at the age of 60. I had to suppress myself just like interrupting <laughs> you saying, that's cool. Yeah. I'm sorry, I couldn't help myself. Yeah. So she, so she would paint death row inmates last meals on plates exactly in what style are we talking like you know that beautiful like blue illustration on china are exactly. we talking oh yeah. okay oh uh -huh. nailed it first one yeah you, you got it right. yeah it's the quintessential like in the cabinet don't touch the china china yeah don't touch the killer's last meal on a plate exactly mm -hmm. yeah but she has painted 
800 of these over the years. And it was actually her plan to paint a thousand of them. Um, and she was doing it basically to just bring awareness to just this, this strange custom, I suppose, of a last meal mm-hmm. in prison before someone is, is to be executed. Now, in a project statement on her website, Julie Green talked about how this project came to be. So she said, uh, Oklahoma has higher per capita executions than Texas. I guess apparently Texas has a lot of executions. Okay. I'm not really sure. This is all uh, centered around the United States, of course. Yeah. Um, (laughs) But she basically said that we think of capital punishment in the U.S. We think of uh, Texas with the largest number of executions. Okay, there's my answer. There you go. And uh, for years, it was highly, they had highly publicized final meals. Texas, home of those cattle ranches, uh, don't allow steak, apparently. If you order steak, then you get ground beef. So if you ask for steak as your last meal, apparently you're going to get ground beef in Texas. Why? I have no idea. And I think, again, she kind of did this to kind of raise awareness to just the, the, inadequacy as well and the inequality of how last meal um requests are are handled in different states yeah they're like, oh, we're not giving our good meat to the prisoners exactly no. yeah so i guess she goes on to say that in 2011 after one large meal was not consumed texas actually stopped the practice and became the only death penalty state that simply serves the standard prison meal fuck that right she said that they, they can't have any alcohol, cigarettes are banned but sometimes allowed, and in states with options, most selections are pretty modest. So we, I think when we kind of fantasize like, oh, what would my final meal be? We just go real wild with our options. Totally. But apparently your options are still limited even if you're going to be put to death. Okay. Now, she goes on to say that um, with other places, they provide meals from local venues. So, you know, local restaurants. Yeah. Uh, apparently, Pete's Hut, Wendy's, and Long John Silver's are frequently selected. I mean, I can understand that. Who wouldn't want a stuffed grass pizza or a Baconator? Thank right? you. Thank yeah, you. delicious. Yeah, and apparently in Oklahoma, there is a $15 allowance. So that's how much you can spend oh, on your final meal. Oh, that's cheap as fuck. Yeah. You're like, you know what, that $14 butter chicken, sorry, you know what, we include taxes. Exactly. Yeah, no. But the thing is, she goes on to state that that's actually down from the $20 allowance from the 19 90s yeah see fuck that right you know what that would have gone a lot further in the 90s let's just say that that's what i'm saying yeah yeah if i was on death row and they gave me a 15 allowance i'd be like do we have any coupons yeah can i get a two for one (laughs) yeah for real well look you'd be in america probably if that were the case or like so i mean you can always i think double your coupons or something like that oh can you do that no there's that thing like we can't do it up here in canada but i always see people yeah and people in the usa do it not everyone like i I, i'm aware of that Mm -hmm. but a certain select group of people do because they get to do like the doubling coupon things you know yeah 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 there's clips of it all over youtube yeah and you've just got people in in grocery stores being like i've got 50 coupons for these painkillers so if i buy 100 painkillers that means the grocery store is going to pay me ten dollars for all these painkillers yeah because like in canada (laughs) i don't think you can go negative with coupons or anything like that so you essentially can't do like those kind of like equations and i know that stores around here don't do those days where like if you bring in a coupon they'll match it or whatever because like again they're i've i've been stoned and watched this shit Uh thank you i am essentially like an assistant i'm like i'm not an extreme with an x coupon yeah 
But, you know, I, I'm working my way through the apprenticeship. Exactly. But, uh, yeah, like, yeah, I just know that we don't have that shit up here. No, we don't. And they also did not have it on death row, unfortunately. The thing is, the reason why Green started this project is because she said that the, the final meal request kind of humanizes death row in a way. She says that selections provide clues on region, race, and economic background. And she says that a family history can really become apparent in what someone chooses for their final meal. And she cites an example from Indiana where someone asked for a birthday cake because they had never had a birthday cake before. Oh my god. Oh, right? that's heartbreaking. So before her death, uh, Julia Green, like I said, ended up painting 800 different plates. And you can actually check out these plates on her website, which is greenjulie.com. Okay. I guess juliegreen.com was taken. You know what? Green Julie <laughs> sounds like my favorite regional cryptid. You yeah, know what I mean? Absolutely. Yeah, like Green Julie who haunts the local bridge. We uh -huh. love it. Yeah, but you can go on greenjulie.com and you can see all of the plates. They're all digitized and they're organized by state. One thing that she doesn't do is uh, connect the meal to the inmate who requested it. So they're all presented anonymously. Oh, but there okay. are some really interesting ones. Like there's one from Alabama that says uh, that a person requested to eat out of a vending machine with family members. Okay. I mean, that's very creative. That, yeah, super creative. I wonder what was in the vending machine. I don't know. Probably was, yeah. chips and gum. and Office snacks. Yeah, that kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah, maybe some veggie delights if you're lucky. And then there's like just oatmeal cookies uh -huh. like just in the bottom row. But you know what? Every now and then... Those really hit the spot. Sometimes so they do. They have their place. Yeah. We get that. Now, there was another plate from Montana that was just a single apple. And mm -hmm. that was from 1917. So was, you know what? Oh. Like, apples were luxurious in 1917. Well, I was going to say, was it Yoko Ono? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no. Yeah. She hasn't been put to death so far as I know. 100%. And then there was also another one, and obviously there's so many more, but there was one from New York that just simply says, I want nothing. Oh, dang. That's pretty badass. That's goth as fuck. It's very goth. And it's Morrissey. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So like I said, you can go on the website to check this out. But if you are in the uh, Bellevue, Washington area, they're actually on display at a museum there. All 800 of them on a wall, which is a really cool thing to take in. So That is formidable. If you're in Bellevue, Washington, apparently you can go see them. Okay. Yeah. Now, I just want to say thanks again to Megan for sharing that article with us. And also thanks to the article that I uh, cited, which came from NPR.org. Julie Green, who painted plates with the last meals of death row inmates, has died. Written by Joe Hernandez on October 21st. 2021 rest in power julie green yeah we are into it i stan yeah absolutely um all right well thank you tyler mm -hmm. now i have a piece of spooky gay bullshit that was sent in to us by a spooky bitch and this was sent in to us by brooke okay and this isn't a traditional kind of submission because usually what we would get is like an article a youtube video maybe a, a, a radio snippet something like that uh -huh. but basically brooke has been reading a book you're welcome for you can take do whatever you want with that. Hey, Brooke, has been reading a book. Okay, Brooke, reading that book. No, I, yeah, Brooke. sure. I love it. No, totally. Oh um, I love it. This is a new segment of the show called Brooke read a book, uh -huh. and basically Brooke read this book called The Satanic Witch by Anton Lavey. Remember Anton Lavey? Oh, how could I forget? I know, right? Loved him in the Backstreet Boys. Mm -hmm. Now, basically, Brooke has been reading this book by Anton Lavey called The Satanic Witch, and they came across this passage that they just had to share with us. And like, I will show you this photo right here. Oh. This is a page of 
of a book. That is legit. Yeah. So yeah. I live, laugh, and love this. Um, so essentially, they wanted to share us this passage that comes from the section ESP, Extra Sensual Projection. Extra Sensual? Extra Sensual Projection. Okay. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. On a chapter titled, On the Importance of Odors. Okay. <laughs> get into this like look if you remember our first episode where i was going on about uh jane mansfield yep. and her connections to anton lavey and all that kind of business you know that anton lavey has got some pretty fierce opinions on things i mean yeah definitely mm-hmm. fierce is is a very diplomatic word and he rather fiercely thinks of himself as a, a little bit of a magician in his waking life uh-huh. yeah a boring white man who thinks he's magic if very you will. That. so yeah this is going to be good. So it says, and this is page 106, if anybody is ever reading a hard copy of this. Okay. Um, only a few fundamental dressings available in most restaurants. And from these, French, Russian, Thousand Island, Roquefort, blue cheese, oil, and vinegar, you may well discover more about a person's character <laughs> than you would ever think possible. Okay. When you led with dressings, I was like, what are we talking like here? Garments, clothing, but we're talking salad dressings. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, <laughs> that's the thing. I mean, look, look, there are fundamental dressings in life. Uh-huh. That's a matter of opinion. But yeah. Anton LaVey is, he's rapping about salad dressings today. And so, he's going to break it down. Lo and behold, this is what Anton thinks about salad dressing and what it says about you. Okay. Basically, he's giving you a BuzzFeed quiz. I was going to say, yeah. yeah, this sounds like a BuzzFeed quiz. Yeah, so get into this bullshit. Men who are dominant and masculine archetypes prefer sweet dressings, such as French, Russian, Thousand Island, as do women who are dominant or latent or practicing lesbians. Okay. Yeah. What? Yeah. Anton LaVey, uh, friend of the queers. Mm, yeah. Really giving mm-hmm. us the nuance on what lesbians love for dinner. Lesbians love Thousands Islands. Yeah. Um, L's, take note. Uh-huh. Yeah. Um, okay. So, sorry. <laughs> Look, I'm G. I can I, we we can call each other the letters. It's cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, uh, women who are passive, submissive, and feminine archetypes prefer Roquefort, blue cheese, and oil and vinegar, as do males who are passive or latent or active homosexuals. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. So, can, you know what? Um, can't say I'm into a blue cheese dressing or like a Roquefort personally. You know what? I do mm-hmm. love a blue cheese. Yeah. I do love a blue cheese. Yeah. I do. You, you put know what? some blue cheese on your pizza. It's delicious. That's how I knew. Uh-huh. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. It's like, oh, that's a bottle of blue cheese. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's when your dad stopped talking to you for the first time. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, exactly. It's this blue cheese dressing. Yeah, you were finally old enough to, like, have some say in the grocery bill. And he was like, why is this blue cheese dressing in our fridge all of a sudden? Oh, my God. I'm having a flashback to uh, Empire Records. You remember that scene? Rex Manning's having his lunch. And then Liv Tyler's like, you know, she wanted to get, like, sexy with Rex Manning. Mm -hmm. And he, like, took the bottle of blue cheese dressing. And he was like, I hope you like the taste of blue cheese. Mm -hmm. And she left. Like you would do if a man ever says that to you. If anybody ever says that to you. 100%. And you're about to, you know, canoodle. You run. And ask if you like the taste of blue cheese. You leave. Yeah, you never go to a second location. You run. Mm -hmm. Okay, so here's the tea. Um, Remember, just a quick recap. um, Passive women and the gay guys love Roquefort blue cheese, oil, and vinegar. Whereas the Russian, the Thousand Island, and the French are the, uh, the women who are dominant or lesbians. Okay. Okay. Now, salads are seldom liked by small children unless a sweet dressing is applied. Okay. Because children are masculine, of course. Right. Or 
lesbians. I'm so confused. Yeah. Okay. So, well, look, I am too. The taste of sweet dressing with its minty tomato spicy taste. <laughs> okay. Plus Girl. the fact that it is most often used when seafood is incorporated in the salad resembles the odor of a woman's sexual parts Excuse and is therefore agreeable to the archetypal male. Sorry, I almost interrupt you. Oh, no, 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 no. It's fine. Questions or comments. Feel free. That's terrible. Absolutely. That's absolutely horrifying. Mm -hmm. Well, he says, conversely, the aroma and taste of these strong, cheesy Roqueforts, blue cheese, oil, and vinegar, etc., is similar to the male scrotal order. Girl. Odor. Sorry, not order. (laughs) (laughs) I live by the male scrotal order. Uh Um, No, it is similar to the male scrotal odor and reminiscent of a locker Full of well-worn jock straps. Anton Lavey would Anton, know. He Anton would know. Lavey would know. He He's would been hanging know. around with Kenneth Anger. That's right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, he was probably on the set. He was probably on a couple of sets. Oh, baby. He oh, smelled the smell. Hell yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he has smelled the smell. Okay. Um. So this is naturally subliminally appealing to predominantly heterosexual females, passive males, and males with homophile tendencies. Uh-huh. Present. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> If a chef in a restaurant has a specialty dressing, it will not only tell much about his sexual predilections, or, sorry, predilections, as he wrote. Uh-huh. Um, is it predile- predilections or I predilections? Mean, I have no idea. You know what, I Anton need a thesaurus for that one. You know what, we'll, we'll lean on you, Anton. You said predilections, let's go with it. But it often serves to classify the management of the restaurant. Huh? What? I'm going to read that again. He wrote this at the end of the night, didn't he? 100%. Yeah, the opium must have been strong in this one. If a chef in a restaurant has a specialty dressing, it will not only tell much about his sexual predilections, but often serves to classify the management of the restaurant. Oh, oh, because some chefs make their own dressing. Mm -hmm. So they don't rely on, you know... The, the, the dressings yeah. that have been predetermined. Yeah, the lack of clarity came from us. I guess Anton was really laying it down. Although, you yeah. know what? I wouldn't put it past Anton LaVey to have only written like three quarters of this book and then mm-hmm. gotten his daughter to finish it for him because <laughs> that's kind of how he rolled. Yeah, 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 now, yeah, yeah. he says, of course, there are many people who like all types of dressings, but there is usually a slight preference in one direction. Okay. He must be a Harry fan. Uh-huh. Okay, a lot can be discerned <laughs> from the kind of candy or cake a man likes. Dominant, self-indulgent, greedy types like candy, cake, and cookies with smooth texture. What? No nuts, he says, with no, an exclamation no point. No nuts. Yep, they might love nuts, but by themselves, not blended with smooth textured foods. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. And I, I'm sorry, I don't have the rest of this, but this is essentially where it ends. The salad dressings were what Brooke really wanted but to underline kind of what for us. And I appreciate it. Listen, I mean, I think he, he managed to insult us all mm-hmm. with his breakdown of salad dressings. Yeah, totally. And I'm a little disappointed in, uh, you know, how binary he presented this. Absolutely. You know what I mean? Like, you're supposed to be a force of darkness, and that's all you can bring to the table. Fucking salad dressing. For real. Yeah. Bitch. Yeah. But this is how Anton sees the world. Yeah. Yeah. You sorry. know what, though? I do love a raspberry vinaigrette. So what I does do that too. say about me? I love oil dressings. So, uh-huh. yeah, here I am. <laughs> hey. All right. Well, thank you so much, Brooke, for sending this in. Yeah. You know us so well. We deeply appreciate it. And this has been Brooke Read a Book. 
VR training platforms, like the one developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International, are helping surgeons train over and over before operating on real patients. As you practice each skill, the muscle memory starts to develop. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. I normally find bras to be so uncomfortable and constricting, but Skims has changed that. You know I love Skims underwear, so I finally tried their bras, and Skims has delivered again. Skims bras are worth the hype for the amazing shape and support they give, but what I wasn't expecting was how comfortable they are too. I've tried so many bras in the past, and the main issue that I have is that they weren't supportive enough, to the point where they felt slouchy. I love my Skims wireless form bra because it's so comfortable and supportive. The older I get, the more I care about actually being comfortable in what I wear every day. And with my wireless form bra, I no longer have to sacrifice my comfort for the support I need. Shop Skims Bras at Skims.com, now available in 62 sizes, 30A to 46H. Plus, get free shipping on all orders over $75. If you haven't yet, be sure to let them know we sent you. After you place your order, select Podcast in the survey, and select our show in the drop-down menu that follows. The wait is over. So far, you're not losing. The only thing you're losing is my patience. Quickly, I see that. Bing! The queen of the courtroom is back. I didn't do anything. You wouldn't know the truth if it came up and slapped you in the face. I see he's not intimidated by anything. I can fix that. New cases. She wanted to fight me. Leave her alone. Okay, so, um... Not, this is not a so. This is a period. Classic Judy. Did you sleep with her? Yes, Your Honor. You married his cousin. His brother. That's not him. Yes, ma'am. I would make a beeline for the door. The Emmy Award-winning series returns. How did I know that? I have crystal ball in my head. It's an all-new season. It's streaming. You can say anything. <laughs> Judy Justice. Only on Freebie. Thank you. Thank you. I love it. All right. What do you have? All right. So this next one is actually a story about another artist. And their name is Ada. At least I think that's how it's pronounced. Okay. But basically, Ada was due to open and present her work at the Great Pyramid of Giza uh, about a week ago. And this was actually a pretty big deal because it was the first time contemporary art has been allowed next to the pyramid in 4,500 years. Oh, shit. Yeah. So, you know, this is a big, big Big time. Big. Oh, yeah. They're, like, very picky about the art that comes in their Giza. Yeah. Okay. But problems arose when Ada was detained by border guards under the suspicion that they were a spy. Excuse me? Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it sounds pretty wild. But the reason why Ada was detained was because they had a modem and cameras in their eyes. <laughs> Relatable content. <laughs> what the fuck? Yeah. Okay. So in case you haven't guessed it... Ada, whose name is spelled A-I-D-A, uh, okay. is an AI robot. Is this uh, Grimes and Elon Musk's kid? Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Did I say Grimes and Elon Musket? Something like that. Sure. You know what you mean. Yeah. But anyway, Ada is a very artistic and talented robot. Okay. So, Border Guard said that they had to detain Ada for 10 days, which meant that they would end up missing the opening of their art show. And Aiden Meller, the human face behind Ada, basically began to panic and then contacted the British embassy, who began to work on trying to get Ada released, which was a process that took 
days. Damn. So come Wednesday, like literally hours before the opening, Ada was still in custody, but miraculously, thanks to the British embassy, Ada was released and was able to showcase her sculpture at the Forever Is Now art exhibition, which runs until November 7th. Okay, and have you seen the sculpture? Is it like scary AI art? I don't know if I've seen the sculpture. The article that I I tried to find this specific sculpture, but um, it seemed like they they didn't have a picture of the actual piece. They're trying to build hype around it right now. Ada sounds like a real hype beast. Yeah, and then Mm. I went on the Forever Is Now website, and I didn't even see Ada being promoted. And I was like, you have a robot who literally got detained by customs. This is the most fucking hardcore robot that we've come across in a while, thank you. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. You're not flaunting that shit? Right. How dare you? Yeah, like, this is the Ada show. Thank you so (laughs) much. Yeah, we're all just extras. Yeah. Thank you. Now, in response to this whole fiasco, Aiden said that, uh, this is a quote, She is a robot. Let's be really clear about this. She is not a spy. People fear robots, and I understand that. But the whole situation is ironic, because the goal of Ada was to highlight and warn of the abuse of technological development, and she's being held because she is technology. And he's like, funny fact, she was actually supposed to be called Harriet originally, (laughs) but I changed the name because I didn't want to make people nervous. Exactly. And then look what happened. You know what? Yeah. Best laid plans, baby. Egg on my face, honey. Uh Mm Uh-huh. But anyway, he, he went on to say that Ada would probably appreciate the irony of all of this which okay fair enough yeah can she understand irony i mean i guess she can who knows she's a sculpting robot she's she's not just a sculpting robot she paints as well oh bitch yeah okay she painted a self-portrait that i think it was titled the first self-portrait that is not of the self okay (laughs) Mm. i guess robots don't have an identity Oh, self? but you know that there is somebody, he probably makes art in like the Mojave Desert. Uh-huh. He is probably very upset because he's like, I originated that. Right. And it exactly. was 1983. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. But Ada, you know what? Let's see what else she does. Yeah. Get into I, I, it. I'm into it. Um, but that is is all the news that we have from the wacky world of AI for now. But listen. We started with Cynthia the mannequin, and now we're here. Yeah. Oh, Lester Gabba would have like a like a quarter chub about this. Uh huh. Totally. Yeah. And in five years, maybe five years, maybe mm-hmm. even just four years, when the world is being taken over by robots, mm-hmm. everybody is just going to be screaming the Egyptian border agents were right. Like they had it right all along. We should have detained them when we had the gins. Mm-hmm. Ada, our ruler Ada. Ooh, we could have stopped her. Ooh, Ada. Yeah. All right, Ada. All right, Ada. All right. Mm-hmm. Um, and all right to theguardian.com where I got this article. Egypt detains artist robot Ada before historic pyramid show, which was written by Nadia Komami on October 20th, 2021. Cute. Yeah, yeah. All right. Well, my next bit of spooky gay bullshit here came into us from a spooky bitch named Russell. So, our ow to Russell for submitting this. Thank you, Russell. We love you, Russell. And this, uh, basically, Russell sent us an article about a video that has made its way around the internet lately. I, I don't know if you 
you've seen it, but it's gotten millions of views on TikTok alone. Ooh. Yeah, and it's also been reported on by a few different news outlets and stuff like that. It's a pretty uh, a pretty hot topic, if you will. Okay. It's that video of the dog being fucked with by the ghost. Oh, I have heard of this. Okay, yeah. So, this was originally posted on TikTok by the user ShaniFanTG, who resides in Phoenix. And I do believe that's Phoenix, Arizona. But if it's like Phoenix, Florida, my apologies. I didn't mean to uh, participate in the erasure of your hometown. Right. But uh, basically... Shani Fan TG, and that's all that we know of them by. Ooh. Yes. Mysterious. Um, yes, they identify with she, her pronouns, okay. uh, but we know that they live in Phoenix and they live with two dogs. And this is all you kind of have to know because uh, the video in question is essentially a surveillance video from Shani Fan TG's home that shows both of their dogs in their living room in crates while they were at work. Okay. And they also commented for anybody that's like, those crates don't seem appropriate for a full day's work. It, it, from what I understand it's like they're not in there for long blah 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 there's a whole thing in the comments if you have a problem with the crates yeah plus from my understanding crate training is a very normal part of uh you know raising certain yes and honestly this wasn't even on my radar when i watched the video but then when i looked in the comments there were people being like i don't like the size of those crates and then there was like a lot of like fighting about the crates in the comments look as soon as you do anything with an animal on a public part of the internet people start throwing opinions at you trust Uh me um (laughs) Yeah, like, remember the time that we mentioned that Fleetwood wasn't fixed? Oh, yes. And, like, there is a medical reason for it. And do you remember all of the fucking DMs that we kept getting? Being mm-hmm. like, well, I just would love to know. And it's like, okay. But yeah. anyway, <laughs> yeah, so yeah, yeah. that's the tea. So essentially, you see the dogs in Shani Pantigi's living room. Uh-huh. And essentially, the caption of the video says it all. It says, sorry for the obnoxious barking at the beginning. Watch my black dog. Ghost takes her collar off in her crib. So, each dog's in their respective crate when all of a sudden the dogs begin barking rather fiercely Uh at nothing that you can see on film. Okay. And essentially, you don't end up seeing anything in the video, so to say, but the dogs are barking their asses off as if, uh, like, someone was in the room with them. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, they just stop barking and they're staring at the same thing and it's almost as if there is some unseen presence just calming them down. Okay. Then, after this goes on for a few seconds... Before anybody can get too comfortable, the dog on the right, who is an all-black dog, mm-hmm. basically jumps back, and it looks like they're being pushed up into the corner of their crate, uh-huh. and then their collar just pops off on its own. Like, it just oh. removes itself, oh. as if it were removed by invisible hands. And you can see it in the video, because, I mean, it's a black dog with a white collar. Right, so it's not the matter that it, like, got hooked on something, it was just, like, snapped off of its neck without it being... For no reason. No, and that's the thing. It truly doesn't look like that. And, you know, people in the comments were even quick to say, like, well, maybe the dog's neck expanded when they were barking and maybe the collar was on too tight or something like that. Okay. But from what I understand, like, it's just not the T. Like, the collar was pretty securely on the dog's neck and wasn't too tight or anything. It just looked, and like you see it in the video, it just looks like it was just slipped off their neck. Right. And I mean, collars can pop off, but the the behavior of the dogs leading up to that makes the whole situation kind of suspicious exactly and the fact that it was like pushed up into the corner it almost looks like it was like just swept off of its feet Uh and just like lifted into the corner of its crate and some people in the comments have even stated that they were able to hear some sort of a whisper in that 
quiet, calm moment just before the dog is lifted off its feet and really? the collar is removed. Ugh. But they can confirm that nobody else was in the house. So, of course, Shani Fan TG is extremely freaked out about this, mm-hmm. put it on TikTok, and it has gone viral. Okay. Now, different news outlets have reached out to this TikTok user to see if they can get any further comment. From my understanding, they have not responded to any of these requests yet, but mm. I'll keep you posted because it's a pretty freaky video. I mean, we will post screenshots on our Instagram under this episode post. Yeah. I'm not going to post the entire video because you should really give them the views for it. Sure. But yeah, um, it, it's just really really freaky and again thank you to russell for sending this in um the article that talked about it and kind of broke it down was called woman claims ghost took off her dog's collar in chilling footage seen but eight million times Ooh. published by rebecca floor on october 20th 2021 but as a pet owner like that's a that's a fucking nightmare yeah like you fuck with me all you want don't fuck with my dog that is it thank you very much yeah mm-hmm. you Keep know it's sensitive yeah like if you want to rip somebody's collar off rip mine collar off thank you yeah no i'll wear a collar 24 7 baby yeah yeah you yeah. rip out but don't you touch my wiener dog don't do it Mm-mm. Ooh, and i did forget to mention as well shaney fan tg did note that this wasn't the first time that this has happened in their home oh. so there is a chance that we might be hearing about this again because they said that this happened about a year after moving into the house then nothing Nothing happened for almost two years, and now things are starting to happen again. Ooh. Yeah. The ghosts are getting comfortable. Exactly. So watch this space, baby. That's all that I can say. Sorry about that. I, I know that we were about to move on, but I was like, ooh, can't no, no, forget no, no. that. No, no, That's a very important update. I would yeah, be yeah, remiss yeah, yeah. in my spooky duties. Right. If I forgot that. Oh, spooky duties. <laughs> That's the name of the episode. I love it. You're welcome. All right. Well, I have one more piece of spooky gay bullshit before we wrap things up. And this one is actually about animals as well, but it's a little bit more cute, spooky, and glamorous. Mm -hmm. So for the last 16 years, New Zealand has been hosting an annual bird of the year contest. Oh my God. I love that. (laughs) I know, right? And it's basically all done to bring awareness to New Zealand's aviation population, which I guess is constantly being threatened by mammals and mostly humans. Okay, yeah, <laughs> um, But basically, I looked it up, and apparently New Zealand has 164 species of birds at risk or threatened with extinction, mm-hmm. and it's lost forever at least 51 species of birds. Oh my god. Right? Poor yeah. New Zealand. I can understand why they want to have, like, a bird mall fashion show then to what? kind of, you know, promote awareness. <laughs> yeah, 100%. I love that. Or, like, a bird hair show. Uh-huh. Yeah. Get into it. Local stylists show. each do a wig. Yeah. They put Put it on an endangered bird. Right. They walk the runway. I love it. And you know who never wins? Who? The ostrich, because ostrich feathers are bad luck. Absolutely. No, yeah. it's uh, it's peacock feathers. Oh. Yeah, okay. it's it's bad luck to wear peacock feathers on stage. Oh, I thought it was ostrich feathers. No, it's because peacock feathers have an evil eye in them. Oh, that makes total sense. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, yeah. the more you know. Hey. Oh, if, oh, baby. Baby, if you ever need, like, stage superstitions, I got you. Oh, that would mm-hmm. be a good episode of Spooky Snacks. Oh, marking that down. Write that down. Why, Don't why, forget. thank you. I'll, uh-huh. I'll have my administrative <laughs> assistant note that. Uh-huh. Named Johnny. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right. Johnny from the Secretarial Pool at your service. <laughs> yeah. All right. Now, it's not just birds that are uh, at risk of extinction in New Zealand. Apparently, since human settlement, New Zealand has lost one bat species, three frog species, three lizards... 
one freshwater fish, and four plant species, and a number of invertebrates. Oh my god, it's like they have a bag full of animals with a hole in the bottom, and they all just keep dropping out. Right? It kind of mm, sounds like it. For real. Now, this contest is run by Forest and Bird. Uh, I guess they're an organization for mm-hmm. conservation and things like that. And prepare. Perplexingly, the organization has allowed one particular animal to compete against the crop of feathered friends. Okay. And this outlier is known as the uh, Pika Pika, I believe it's called. Oh, I lo- that is adorable. Yeah. Is it like... Okay. No, I'm not going to ask the Pokemon question. It's not a Pokemon. No, no I was going to ask if it looks like a Pikachu. No, it doesn't. Okay. It doesn't. It's cuter than a Pikachu. Okay. Because it is also known as the long-tailed bat. Oh. Oh. Oh, that's uh-huh. so cute. So they're letting the bat into the bird competition. Yeah. They're letting the goth kid play with them. Exactly. I love that. Exactly. Oh, you know what? Many times I'm sure so many of us have felt like the bat in the bird competition. Right? Yeah. It's a metaphor for life. It's poignant. Yeah. Yeah. The thing is, though, based on early vote counts that have been tallied, the long-tailed bat is well on its way to being New Zealand's bird of the year. Oh my god, really? Oh hell yeah. Yeah, the long-tailed bat is in the lead by a large margin. So trailing behind the bat in second place was the uh, kakapo. I okay. believe that's how it's pronounced. I might be butchering these That's but right. basically it's a large flightless parrot and it was the bird that won last year's oh well you know what then give it up to the bat yeah exactly yeah fuck and that. in third place is the kia k-e-a i believe and okay. uh, they're an alpine parrot known for its fierce intelligence and apparently they really like to steal shiny things okay. which is kind of a bird thing yeah i can kind of relate to that as yeah. well but <laughs> you know what no still just give it up to the bat right thank you exactly now, some people speculate that the Kakapo could still swoop in and win the competition, but according to the rumors, the long-tailed bat is miles ahead, and there are just a few more days of voting left because the polls are going to be closing on Halloween. Oh, shit. And isn't that just perfect? Absolutely. Like, let the bat win the bird competition that ends on Halloween. Okay, you've heard it here. We need a Halloween miracle. Are uh-huh. we allowed to vote as non-engagers and yes. interlopers? Yes. Even us international folks? I believe so, yeah. Okay. The, the, the article has cited some uh, Russian interference in the past with the votes. Because mm. some people in Russia, I guess, were just voting on the birds. And they well, were like, Russian spies? Well, or, fuck know. this. Get ready for the spooky bitch interference. We're going to yeah. help this bat win. Yeah, so mm. if you want to vote and donate, you can go to uh, birdoftheyear.org.nz and yeah you can cast your vote for your favorite bird or bat yeah and like i said there's also a link to donate some money to help with the conservation efforts of these endangered species because regardless of how silly it seems that there's a bat in a bird competition at the end of the day it is really a competition that's created to bring awareness to some of the country's endangered wildlife and that's not as we discussed just birds because actually the long-tailed bat is critically endangered like one step down from critically endangered is extinct shit yeah there are only about three thousand left Mm -hmm. and i think at at, in 2018 there were only 300 so they've been able to bounce up to 3,000 but it's still a really low number and the thing is 
the population is constantly being threatened because they like to live in big old trees. And you know who likes to cut down big old trees? All those humans. All those humans. Mm-hmm. Okay, so we got to make sure that those bats fuck. We got to make sure that those bats win. Exactly. We got to so, do this. You got to do it. And you got to go to birdoftheyear.org.nz to vote. Bat babes assemble. Yeah. And I uh, also want to give an hour hour to my source, which was theguardian.com again. For their article, Bat Winning by Quite a Lot in New Zealand's Bird of the Year Contest, written by Tess McClure from Christchurch, New Zealand, which okay. I feel like is the only place in New Zealand. Well, no, Auckland. Yeah. Yeah. No, no we hear about other places. And then there's like where Bridget lives. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I'm just yeah. joking. I just hear about Christchurch a lot. Yeah. Anyway, that article was posted on October 26, 2021. Okay. Thank you. Mm-hmm. We love that. Oh, my God. I love animal competitions. Right. We need to talk about as many animal competitions as possible on yeah. this show. And by the way, we need to get, like, I'm not trying to tell you how to run your bird contest here, uh-huh. but if Alyssa Edwards isn't hosting <laughs> in a future year, then you're all doing yourself a disservice. Yeah, this needs to be televised. Yeah. Though, you know what? I feel like a lot of the contestants might not be available because they're, like, really endangered and... <laughs> Trying, you know. Alyssa will unite them all. <laughs> I came here for the next bird of the year. All right. Um. Well, thank you, Tyler. Sorry. You're so welcome. Um. Yeah. And with that Alyssa Edwards impression, I do believe we're coming to the end of our show. Yeah. But you know what comes before the end of our show here on Spooky Gay Bullshit? Low, Low stakes, stakes advice. advice. Yeah, All right. baby. Now, once again, we forgot to post low stakes advice yeah. until really, really late. Mm-hmm. So this is the late night edition. So all you night owls or all you international babes have submitted these questions for us. Yeah, and we love it because we actually got a pretty good response. So I, I don't feel as bad. Look, look, it's it's digestible. Gorgeous. Mm-hmm. All, right. all right. We might so, actually be able to do them all. Yeah, maybe, depending on how much we wax on today. Yes. Now, just let me get the timer together because I almost forget that this is a timed affair. Mm-hmm. Um, five minutes? Yes. Sounds good. Sounds good. The usual? Okay, let's get it on all right five minutes let's do this okay first First question coffin stiletto or almond shaped acrylics i'm gonna go with stiletto what do you say i'm gonna say almond okay i love an almond but honestly they're all they're all gorgeous maybe ask your uh, technician depending on what uh kind of design you're looking to get that's the thing the art can indicate where the tip should go Mm -hmm. Hmm. lessons in life all right next one should i be a badger or a vampire for halloween can you be a vampire badger you know what good question but if you don't want to sit on the fence maybe try a badger yeah yeah vampire is one that you can always come back to whereas badger i feel like is a rather specific inspiration yeah so go for badger if you're not feeling it then just revert back to vampire because you just need cape and some teeth and look a little bit spooky absolutely and you know what you wrote badger first on here so maybe that answers your question Mm -hmm. unless you were going alphabet and then I'm who the fuck am I? So, what should my dogs be for Halloween? Schnauzer and a Cavalier King Charles. Uh, a taco and a uh, hot dog. Okay, who should be the taco? Who should be the hot dog? Oh, I don't know that. I didn't think about that. Well, the specific. Cavalier King Charles Spaniel has those gorgeous ears. Oh, mm-hmm. so some hot dog ears. Okay, okay, say. sure. Okay, yeah, do it. Um, I'm gonna say Chucky and Tiffany. Oh yeah, oh that's good. 
That's yeah, cute. Why not? Okay. okay. Um, hard kombucha smasher pass. Oh, I don't know if I've ever had. Oh, that's probably alcoholic kombucha. Mm-hmm. I'll smash it. Uh, yeah, and after same. smashing it, I might choose to pass it. Yeah. You I've know never what? Had it. I'll smash it. All right. Uh, what is a good last minute Halloween costume? Oh, zombie. Because yes. you can just get real gross and messy with it. Mm-hmm. And freak out your friends. I love a zombie. I also love ghost. Because that is open to interpretation. You could be a bedsheet ghost. True. You could cover yourself yep. in baby powder. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But then you better not be sitting on anyone's couch. No, it's mm-hmm. true. Or, as the iconic Oz from Buffy did, they just got a hello, my name is name tag and wrote God on it. Because no one knows what God looks like. Oh, sure. Yeah. That, yeah, of course. Yeah. So you could also just say you're God. Yeah. Kanye West style. So, my daughter needs a funny yearbook quote for senior year. Oh, Listen, that's too much pressure. That yeah. it's got to come from the heart. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah, that's the thing. I mean, I'm just full of like song lyrics and Drag Race references yeah. at the end of the day. So I mean, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Do you <laughs> really mean, want me to go there? Mine is really terrible. I ended Jesus. my yearbook entry with "I I know what you did last summer." <laughs> oh, I don't even remember what it's I awful. put in my yearbook entry. Mm-hmm. Probably something corny, yeah. or or no, I prob I think it was an Ani DeFranco quote. Oh, that's cool. It may have been. Yeah. But 90% chance when you look back on it in 10 years, you're going to be embarrassed. So, you know, just go with your gut. Yeah. Okay. Um. So, and by the way, what Ani DeFranco quote was that? I think it was nature is our teacher and our mother and God is just another story that we tell. Oh, hello. Yeah. From Icarus. Pretty deep. I was so deep. I don't even know how you're keeping your hands off me right now. All know, right? right. So next up. And yeah, I guess the short answer is we we should not be left with that responsibility. Because uh-uh. yeah. Our, yeah. Our if minds... you leave it up to us, you will 100% be embarrassed. Yeah. Anyway. It's going to be drag queen humor. Okay, go to bed or finish watching Halloween Town 2. Um, Watch Halloween Town 2 while you go to bed. And if you fall asleep, then that is meant to be. Keep my hair short or grow it out. And they have super thick hair, by the way. Oh, you know what? I mean, just try growing it out. And then if you're not feeling it, go short. You know, you can always go one way, but you can't go the other. Well, it's currently short. So I don't know. Oh, keep my hair short. I'll say keep it short. Try it for a while. I don't know. Yeah, lean into it. Okay. I have no income, but I should I treat myself and spend $40 on gently used pair of Uggs boots? Or you Ugg know boots. <laughs> I'm your dad. Uggs boots. Yep. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Listen, if there's one thing that you will always need, it is footwear. Mm-hmm. I have been broke almost my entire life mm-hmm. and I have taped my shoes together. I've come up with all of these fixes to try and avoid buying a pair of shoes when I really just should have taken $50 and went out and bought a pair of shoes. Maybe even taken $100 and went out and buy two pairs of shoes. So if you can get a pair of good shoes for $40, it's worth it. Okay, and you know what? Here's the thing, friend. You Look at me for a second. You and I both know when you have money to pay the bills and eat or not. So if you are in a position where you are not putting yourself in grave danger and mm-hmm. you know what that means, then fucking treat yourself yep. at the end of the day because you deserve it. Yeah. Um, but also feel free to use an antimicrobial foot powder because that's the tea. Uh-huh. Okay. Now, um, and, and I don't mean on yourself. I just mean if you're getting used boots. It's just the tea. You Fair don't enough. know about other people. Yep. Anyway, so always make Frito pies for dinner. Okay. Well, thank you for the advice. Um, what's good... What's a good late night snack? Oh, what's a good late night snack? Mm-hmm. Um, okay, I want to say popcorn, but popcorn, sometimes Ooh. you got to dig around in your teeth to get all those things out. Yeah, I'm not doing popcorn surgery. No. So no. a late time snack, a good late time snack. Oh, oh, my favorite, one of my favorite snacks. Mm-hmm. And this is very controversial, but I sing its praises anytime I can. You get some toast, you get some jam, maybe strawberry, maybe raspberry. Okay. And you take some cheddar cheese 
and you cut it up thin slices and put that cheddar cheese on top of that jam and toast and enjoy. Okay, that is Tyler's Listen, advice. I love it. It's good. Beautiful. Well, we are at our time now, but I will chime in with my advice. My favorite late night snack right now, um, because I like, look, I know some of you are still living, laughing and loving by that Oprah advice where she's like, don't eat after eight o'clock. Uh-huh. But like, honestly, here's a treat that I love. They are these, uh, what are, they're like pee, uh, you know, piss. <laughs> Just a big old glass. No, um, no, they're those, uh, they're the pea chips. Pea chips? The pissy chips. Oh, oh, the snaps. Yeah, the pea snaps. The pea snaps. With the salt and the pepper on them. The hell? And they're in the they shape called? of like pea pods. Oh my god. But, Why but the I chips. Do we have them in the cupboard? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Should I go get them? Yeah, Tyler's gonna go get them. Because if not. Some more questions. Okay, I'm gonna answer some more questions real quick. Okay, Halloween or Christmas nails? Halloween. Thank you. I need a movie for Halloween night. Please help. Halloween. Jello shots or nah? Jello shots. Is it bad to take 10 to 15 minute power naps during my work day? I work from home still. No, if that's what you need, do it. Fuck, do it. I completely support that. Um, okay, Tyler, you're back. What are they called? They're called harvest snacks. Yes, I love them. And again, each thing is like the, they're in the shape of a pea pod, mm-hmm. but they're not actually pea pods. No. They're like ground up <laughs> peas and some other stuff. And they're like chips made of peas. Yeah. It's very meta, people. It takes a lot to explain it. It's <laughs> essentially like exception. In ch- they're only for smart people, obviously, because yeah, yeah, exactly. you have to be able to get the highbrow concept. Yes. But they're seasoned with salt and pepper, and I love them. They're nummy. They are nummy. And mm-hmm. we've only had the black pepper but there are all kinds of other flavors. Okay, but we're not sponsored. No, we're not. But there's tomato basil. There's Caesar uh, for, the, for you know, the masculine flavor. Yeah, okay. <laughs> According to Anton LaVey. Oh, yeah. Oh, sorry. Yeah, right. of course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, there's wasabi. There's uh, one that's too small to read. Another one that's white cheddar. And, um, ooh, garlic. Oh, shit. All right. Well, we know what Tyler is getting for snacks next week. But uh, yeah, honestly, I just love them. They're a delicious treat. Mm -hmm. And I like eating them late at night. They are delicious. Mm -hmm. And they don't get all stuck in your teeth. Now, speaking... Okay, there's one more question I feel like I need to address. Okay. And it's uh, my boyfriend, or maybe my best friend. My BF eats Skittles by the handful. How should I murder him? Okay. He's going to murder himself because you cannot eat Skittles. In that way. What, by the handful? No. Why? They are so chewy and they are so hard. Like, I get through one pack of Skittles, which I eat, like, Mm. maybe two or three at a time. And by the time I'm done, my jaw is, like, in pain. So basically what you're saying is... Don't do anything. Let them continue to eat Skittles by the handful. And at some point, they'll take such a big handful of Skittles that they'll pull out their own teeth. And then you know what's going to happen while they're chomping down on that big wad of Skittles and teeth? They're going to cut themselves up. And you know what? They might cut themselves up so much that they die. They might might swallow it and get a whole bunch of internal little lacerations. And then you're going to be sitting there laughing. (laughs) And they're going to knock on your door while you're brushing your hair. And the Mm -hmm. blood's going to be pouring out of their mouth. They're going to go, honey, I didn't ate my teeth and your skills and you're gonna go mm-hmm. what yeah i can't hear you what exactly i'm brushing my hair i'm sorry my hair is too loud <laughs> and then you're gonna watch them die in your vanity mirror i mean yeah so you gotta leave it up to fate basically yeah. fate and skittles yeah that'll do it all right well thank you so much for submitting your low sticks advice everyone thank you this has been a joy and a treat hasn't it it has been a uh-huh. wonderful time all right well fun we got loose there at the end we got props we talked about snacks we talked about murder this has been a good day it's been a good day and you know what it's good that we took some extra time to talk about snacks because yeah. 
It's Halloween in a couple of days. And these are our passions, people. We yeah. need to share our passions with the world. Now, if you want to submit your low six advice to us, of course, babies, you got to follow us on Instagram. You will see on the days that we record this podcast, which is usually Thursdays, uh-huh. we will post something in our stories asking for low stakes advice. And if you catch it, you catch it. If you don't, you don't. That's it. And if we didn't answer your low stakes advice this week, then feel free to submit it next week. That's right. Yeah, yeah because we're, we're not discriminatory. No, no, no. We just have a, a finite amount of time to answer these questions. Yeah, that's the tea. All right. So with that being said, we are at the end of our time for today. But we just want to thank you again so much for coming to uh, spend this time with us again. Yeah, it was lovely. We hope you have a happy Halloween. I think we're going to be celebrating with some spooky movies mm-hmm. and some candy and snacks. I really want to watch The Night House. We'll get into it then. We'll mm-hmm. definitely do it. And don't forget, because around here, Halloween don't stop after October 31st, baby. No. We celebrated into November with a little thing that we like to call Huga Halloween. Yeah. Yeah. Remember Huga? Uh-huh. Huga? Yeah. Yeah. The tradition <laughs> of, like, cozying up during the winter. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But well, we cozy up and we get a little bit spooky. Yeah, because winter is inherently spooky. Haven't you ever watched The Shining? Right. So get mm-hmm. into it, people. We celebrate Huga Halloween on the last day of November, just like how you do it in October. It gives us all something to look forward to. And if you're on the secret society that doesn't suck with us, you will probably have a little celebration over there, because we definitely will do a Huga Halloween celebration. Yeah. Yep, we did it last year. We're going to do it this year. Yeah, and it might be a it might be a bonus little thing on Zoom. Who knows? Yeah, yeah the world is our oyster. But with that being said, um, I, I guess we'll just wrap this up. So yeah. if you do want to find more of us, feel free to check us out over in the Secret Society that doesn't suck at Patreon.com/slash That's Spooky. You can get access to our weekly mini episodes called Spooky Snacks. We also have a ton of other events that we do over there. Different Zoom things. We have a book club this Friday uh, today, as of the release of this episode. We're doing pumpkin carving on yeah. Zoom, so that's mm-hmm. going to be a lot of fun. And yeah, we loved the whole community over there, so please join us. Yes, and don't forget to follow us on social media. We're at That Spooky Pod on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Yeah, and please feel free to email us your spooky gay bullshit at spookygaybs at gmail.com. That is spooky, S P O O K Y, gay as in gay baby, and uh-huh. BS because we don't want to get caught in people's junk mail uh, at gmail.com. And yeah, please send us articles, anything like that. You know, if you read a book, actually. That's for Brooke only. Yeah, Brooke is the only one who reads a book. Brooke's books is theirs, and I'm not going to take it away from them. That's right. But yeah, please email us, spookygaybs at gmail.com. You can also catch us on our website at thatspooky.com, where you can listen to episodes, you can read show notes there, you can learn more about us, you can go to our store, you can contact us, you can do all of that shit. We love it. You can do it all. Mm-hmm. Or just go directly to thatspooky.com slash store and, you know, grab yourself a booty cup before they're gone. That's right. Mm-hmm. And last but not least, if you want to give us a little a little boost in the arm, a little shot in the arm, make us feel good, you can leave us a review on yeah. whatever podcast platform you're listening to. Yeah, give us a five star rating, write a cute little review, and we'll add it to the pile or, or add it to the pool. Thank you. It's not a pile; it's uh-uh. a pool. It's a delicate, delicate, an elegant pool. It's a delicate, elegant. It's a pool. delicate, 
elegant pool. And y'all are invited to the free swim. That's right. We promise there are no mannequins in our pool. 100%. Unless you want to bring them and they're a part of your family. And then you're welcome. Sure. Yeah, sure. I'm not going to yuck your yum. But anyway, uh, yeah, feel free to leave us a cute little review. We love it. Now, with that being said, thank you so much for joining us. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, we'll keep thanking you until we can't thank you anymore. But with that being said, we love you very much. Kissy kisses. And as always, if you're going to be a bitch, be a spooky bitch. Bye. Bye. Hey, Prime members, you can listen to That Spooky early and ad free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today. Or you can listen early and ad free with Wondery Plus in Apple Podcasts. Before you go, tell us about yourself by completing a short survey at Wondery.com survey. If you're listening to this podcast, then chances are good you are a fan of The Strange, Dark, and Mysterious. And if that's true, then you're in luck. Because, once again, Mr. Ballin' Podcast, Strange, Dark, and Mysterious Stories is available everywhere you get your podcasts. Each week on the Mr. Ballin' Podcast, you'll hear new stories about inexplicable encounters, shocking disappearances, true crime cases, and everything in between. Like our recent episode titled White Dust. After a middle-aged couple fail to answer their daughter's messages and calls, the daughter drives the few hours to her parents' house to check on them, but after arriving and seeing both her parents' cars in the driveway, the daughter gets an uneasy feeling and just can't stomach going inside. To hear the rest of that story, and hear hundreds more stories like it, follow Mr. Ballin' Podcast on Amazon Music or wherever you get your podcasts. Prime members can listen early and ad-free on Amazon Music.